welcome to Buckle Up Bestie. This is episode two, technically, because we had a pilot episode, then one, two, and I know we're after making it very, very difficult, <laughs> but anyway, we're here for it. Um, welcome, I'm Roisin. I'm Amy. And on today's episode, we talk about, our topic of the week is anxiety and how it affects people's lives. And, and me and Amy, we talk about how it comes into our life differently. We do a review of the week, which is Uncharted. We went to see it last night in the cinema. We have very different <laughs> reviews on that, but that's good. And then we have some Raggedy Ann questions. Um, so sit back, buckle up, and I hope you enjoy. Buckle, buckle up, bestie! So we're going to go straight into the weekly catch-up. So it's not really a weekly catch-up as per as a few days catch-up. Yeah. Because we've seen each other, or we recorded... On Tuesday. Last Tuesday, and um, we just decided to record on a Saturday today because there was nobody in Roshan's house. And free gas. Yeah, and on a Tuesday, I mean, I'm kind of like a baby. Like, I go to sleep at probably about nine o'clock, so I'm very tired in the evenings, yeah. not a lot of energy. And on Tuesday, we did record late now due to a mishap in the week. So, <laughs> we were wrecked on yeah. Tuesday. So, apologies if we sound tired. Yeah, so we're trying to bring a bit more energy today. Now, we are in Roisin's new extension, which is like a sunroom. I and I mean, we're about to pass out at any moment. I just feel like... Amy came in and she goes, are you okay? And I honestly had to think for a minute and I said, no. She wasn't talking and I thought like she had something to tell me or something was going on. So I was kind of waiting for her to break something for me. And then I just had to say, you're being really weird. <laughs> yeah, and then she said, is there something going on? You're being very weird. <laughs> like I thought Ashton Kutcher was going to come out from behind the couch and say you've been pumped. Do you because... reason, like, the only way I could describe it is I was having brain fog and I'm still having it. It's actually progressively getting worse. No, but it's definitely this room. And like I'm wearing a hat and a jumper and my socks are up over my leggings. Prepared for winter. And, and I'm obviously in Spain. It is mid-June in here. You know. So I mean... Um, but we don't have a lot to catch up on, but I did want to bring up, um, in the podcast, I know it's a lighthearted podcast, but also we're making this to look back on for ourselves. Yeah. So I think we need to mention, like, there is nearly World War Three going on. Oh my God, yeah. It's so scary, you know, because, like, I'm trying to educate myself myself on it as much as possible because I got, like, I get, like, I know, like, it's Russia and, like, Ukraine and all, yeah. but, like, I... Yeah, so when we're looking back, Russia has... Last week, Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. And that's what's going on. At the minute, it's just Russia and Ukraine. But, like, we're hoping it doesn't turn into a massive world war. Oh. Nobody else wants this war. Only fucking Vladimir Putin. So He's honestly... Do you know what? Like, people like that just need to be assassinated. Yeah. And that's... But he's hiding that, like, now, like, fucking Saddam Hussein. Is he hiding? Yeah. But that's I just... I'm not educated enough on it, and that's my own fault. There's enough out there. I feel like but that too. It's the same with me with coronavirus. I don't like listening to the news. I don't, I just, there's so much negative energy anyway in the world. Mm-hmm. I just, like when I go home, my parents are listening to Sky News now, which is on televised all the time. They listen to the news on four different just channels. Just like, I don't. Bad news, bad news, bad news. It, like, it's just, I know that you have to be real and you have to, like, educate yourself as well, but also you have to surround yourself with good news too. To an extent, you have to. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't, like, people choose to be really informed on it and really involved and like it brings me down i don't want to i feel so sorry for everyone in ukraine and and, and in russia who aren't don't want to be a part yeah. of it and like 
I hope to God it ends soon, but like I just wanted to like address it in the podcast, but I don't want to talk about it because I do not know enough about it. No, that's the thing as well. Like I, I think we can. Rush, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> You're like, I'm so, sorry, I brought it up, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just wanted to say my bit, and could you just stop talking about it? <laughs> this eyes mean don't say a single word. But I think that yeah, it's good that we mention it and that you know this is the time that we're recording. But yeah, I, I mean we had think. Valentine's Day, Pancake Tuesday, and, and now World War Three, so it's all tying in. I mean, yeah, and what's next week? The famine's coming back, guys. <laughs> oh God, not the potatoes, <laughs> not the potatoes, not the potatoes. Um, well, I think that's kind of the weekly catch up, then, is it? I think that's. Did you have anything else you want to say? No, sure. I saw you on Tuesday. I didn't really do much. We've week. seen each other more this week than we did in Canada. Honest to God, I know, and it's been, been great. Yeah, I've enjoyed <laughs> it, thir- it thoroughly, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of everything. Great catching up, bro. Yeah, catch you next great week. Great to see you. <laughs> okay, so then I am doing this week's topic of the week. Woohoo! Woohoo! And so I was trying to think a lot about what I wanted to um, do it on, and I kind of wanted to do it on something that I'm really interested in. And so this week... It's on me, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Topic of the week is about Amy. Oh, this is embarrassing about me. <laughs> um, so this week it's actually going to be on anxiety. Okay, good, I mean, good, good. So for those of you who don't know, it's all I talk about. <laughs> no, it's not. Also, no. I didn't know the topic, just that I know we've t- we talk about yes, it every so week. Yes, it was a surprise. So Amy doesn't know it. So I'm, it's basically what I want to talk about is, is that... So I, for those of you who don't know, I have anxiety and I, I kind of always thought it was something that I had and then I started going to counselling and it kind of turns out that I have an anxiety disorder. So it's just, I always just thought that anxiety was something that I just had and it was just something that everybody had. I did what wasn't educated on it at all and now I'm starting to educate myself on it and I'm just finding it absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm interested in. So if I was supposed to you to say, what is anxiety? What would you say? It's so broad because you and I, and I think the whole world has anxiety in some form. Yeah. But we have anxiety, but completely different. Yeah. So like I have pretty extreme social anxiety. Yeah. Um, and with my job and everything, I've always had to kind of like pretend I don't. But mm-hmm. I think you probably, out of everyone, know the extent of it. Whereas you, how would you describe your anxiety? Um... <laughs> bullshit I know like you don't have social anxiety at all no I no I I I would consider myself a bit of a social butterfly yeah but my anxiety is like um I don't really even know you can't rationalize yeah like as in it's the the dread it's like fear it's like it kicks in over anything in my life yeah it's not like in any it's very based around people pleasing I would say my anxiety is very like people please related and I've had people think people are angry at me or don't like me and it's it's kind of in nearly every aspect of my life except social which is weird yeah we yeah yeah. so I don't think there is a definition yeah for if you were to ask me what's my anxiety Mm. I would say I can't if we were walking into a building with any amount of other people in there I can't walk in first yeah um I can't I don't like talking in groups it's, mm-hmm. unless it's my very close friends I don't I find it very hard to make friends because I don't like talking in groups um and then, then I get really conscious that if I'm with new people and we're entering a group that 
I'm not speaking and then they're having to speak for me and they don't like me anymore because I'm so weird and then I say things that I can't stop thinking about for, for days, like do yeah. you know the fear of a night out but mm-hmm. I'm like that daily if I speak to more than two people together mm-hmm. um and yeah I just I'd rather stay at home a lot than go out because yeah because it just it kills me like, yeah, yeah and like sometimes it's worse than like sometimes I'm grand and I'm like yeah and like I'll be the talker in the group and pe- and like people do say to me oh I didn't think you were shy or I didn't think but then other times I'm mute like completely mute yeah. and it does depends depend on, on my mood though. as well but like it that's this anxiety all over like sometimes you could feel great and then other days you could just feel like shy like. yeah but well, also, it's interesting that it affects different people like I I've never had an anxiety attack only two times in my life I've almost have had an anxiety attack and they've both been rec- in the last year and um, but I've pulled myself back both times but I wouldn't say I've severe anxiety or anything I just have social anxiety I have mm. I get nervous but that's still like anxiety situations. though and it's still like uncomfortable and it's still and like especially in Canada like and this used to happen to me in college I can't leave the house like yeah. I if I don't have to like if it's not work or anything like that I might get get completely dressed and ready sit at the end of my bed and then just get completely unready and get back into bed because I can't deal with it. And like, leave, like I think that's I sometimes I go into depressive episodes as well, but like that's a little bit different. But um, that's anxiety to me. Yeah, yeah, but that's it's, it hits everyone so differently, and I, I think it's so interesting to see how other people it affects other people, and that's why yeah. I'm just like really trying to educate. I'm trying to educate myself on it purely from myself, like mm-hmm. and like. Not well, that sounds a bit selfish, but like because I just need to be able to navigate my my way through life with it. Because I like for a while there, it just really took over my life, and it it was just affecting my health. Like I was sick all the time, and I was like, "This is enough, is enough." Like, so let's just like educate myself on it a little bit. Yeah. So there's a few points I have. So it can be caused due to life experiences or by mm-hmm. actually being caused by chemicals in your brain. Yeah. So that's when you can start going getting like um medication for it and stuff. So two not the main two but two of them it can be caused by the like, serotonin levels being low mm-hmm. and then thyroid hormones as well that can um affect it too and um, which i thought was really interesting because i actually i couldn't i always never really question where is this coming from i yeah. always feel like i'm anxious and i know my triggers but i'm like where is it coming from yeah what part of my body how did it happen today like what what and is you could have like childhood trauma or trauma and yeah. in your life and you don't actually realize it's even trauma yeah. And then, like, it does take, like, counselling or meditation and stuff or sitting with your own thoughts to, to actually realise what it is. Yeah. And some people, like, would just need counselling, but, like, other people do need medication, and that's okay. Like, that's the thing, I wouldn't yeah. need medication for social anxiety. Like, it literally is a matter of if I have, like, one or two people there that I know I'm grand then. Yeah. But, like, whereas in your case, it's a, it's more extreme, like... Well, I no, I think that it's, it's you know, the same all over. Like, you know, like... I would be able to pull myself out as well when I have people around me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think your anxiety is just like it's no different. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not mine is any worse or yeah. Like, no, I know what you mean. Um, but then I was just going through like different types of anxiety and then how anxiety affects your relationships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just think it was just really really interesting. So then you can have like different like so you can have um anxious attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, in relationships like and that oh my god I love relationship style like yeah like avoidance and like so th- oh that's I why I'm that. reading on like relationship styles so then yeah so the relationship styles um so you have three so there's the anxious secure and avoidant 
and I know it's kind of branching off into like a little bit different but this is under my umbrella of anxiety that, I, that I'm talking about today because I am an anxious attachment mm-hmm. and I'm it down to a fucking T yeah and it says so this is where anxiety so when is you really, say sorry just for the podcast when you say relationships do you mean uh, romantic, romantic or in general yeah. okay so romantic yeah not well not in general no I don't think mm-hmm. like in like general but like so a lot of it says it stems from like childhood and stuff like that which mine wouldn't like it says like it stems from you know parents not really being there for you and stuff which I had the exact opposite childhood yeah. of that like I had a great childhood so um, but it says I can come from relationships like past relationships so I obviously think you know I mine might have stemmed from like my last relationship which was just the, the world <laughs> the world's worst but yeah um so that was just really interesting to me that like you could have like anxious attachments so anxiety can actually take up like that much of your life that it goes into your relationship so it's not just like something you feel inside you like it affects your health mm-hmm. it, it can affect your relationships it can literally affect like the w- create most craziest thing is that it can affect your mind so much it, it, you actually start to believe stuff about yourself yeah that, that i think that's it's so scary, scary. So then, like, the anxious attachment, I was kind of broadening into that, looking into that a little bit, and I just, like... That Can was, you tell us, like, some points, like, yeah. main points? Okay, so then when you look into anxious attachment, it's, like, how it affects you. It's, like, you meet someone or you're with someone, so it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a long-term boyfriend or a long-term mm-hmm. girlfriend. It could be someone that you just met or it could be someone that you like, but that you rely solely on them liking you. Mm-hmm. And like you can't even for a minute question if they like if you like them, and that doesn't matter. It to you all that matters is that like they like you, and they want to give you their sole attention on you, mm-hmm. and that they think the biggest thing is that they like you and they don't want to like anybody else. It's like the fear of rejection, the fear of been fear of been letting down, the fear of not being good enough mm-hmm. is the huge three things which I think is me down to a T. Yeah, and. Oh, that's happened to me recently in so many, um, not in so many, but that has happened to me recently and like people I've been talking to and stuff. And like, I haven't even actually once been able to question like, do I like this person? Yeah. And I, I probably don't, but mm-hmm. I'm so wound up on them liking me that I come across as like clingy and like come across as like, you know, I really like this person. And then I'm like, oh, I'm feeding into this person's ego and like letting them get real big headed that I actually like them. Yeah. And I don't, it's just, I hope that they like me, but I don't actually care. Yeah, it's like if you got all those things that you're seeking, if you found out they actually really like you, they're not talking to anyone else, they're completely committed to you, and then if you sat back and thought, okay, I have everything now, I actually don't like this yeah, person. Yeah, and then so what? See, like, see it. But that is just another type of anxiety. But that's, it's so good that you're, you're looking into it and you recognise it yeah. and that you can work on that. But that's, that's the, as well, I think it was like really good that like, when I'm looking into like different parts of anxiety and different like sections of it, I know it's so broad that I'm only looking into a few little bits of it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's so fascinating to me. And I feel like as well like, for people with anxiety, like I really, really thought that I was like some days I wake up and I feel crazy. And I'm sure like when you have social anxiety, sometimes you're like, What the fuck? Like why do I why do I feel like this? Yeah. Like it's so common. That's what makes me feel better. It's it's so common. Yeah. That so many people feel this and so many people like have it and just don't want to talk about it. So like that's when I wanted to kind of bring up this topic of the week today and why I start looking into it is because like I'm only after mentioning like we mentioned social anxiety, just like general anxiety about life and then like relationship anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's three tiny, tiny 
like you could have childhood trauma right? we could like talk you, about it all day and it's so broad it's and it's just, so interesting it's so interesting so like, i'm very very scratching the surface on that there but i really just wanted to kind of like give an insight into once you feel like it's starting to take over your life just start reading about it yeah and it just makes it feel less scary yeah like now I feel like it's not an enemy against me anymore and it's just something I'm trying to understand mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not trying to beat it anymore yeah because for a while like I really thought like this is at one stage of my life I was like this is beating me and it's really scary like it's taken over me yeah and then I was like and you feel like nobody's gonna understand no no matter Whereas, how like, like if I like, was meant to do something with someone and they text me and was like I'm feeling really anxious I don't want to go yeah. I first of all try to make sure they're okay not in a way to try and talk them around but I would understand that so much because I go through that myself yeah you know yeah, and like easy. I'm sure if I said that to somebody else they'd be like ah, like that's no problem mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's the thing though like in your head anxiety makes you feel so alone yeah and it makes you feel so isolated and it makes you feel like you're so different than everyone else but we're all the exact same yeah and no matter and like I know I heard Dear and Gary say one time like no one gives a fuck about you no like what you think you're worrying about or people are worrying about this and this like no one actually cares nobody does like everyone just like they care about you in that moment and then they go back to thinking about themselves we all do it like it's no, terrible it is and but that is but like, um before it sounds like you're rounding it up there but i just wanted to ask and i know it's your topic but like how do you deal with your anxiety like in, in just like a, a summary say yeah so at the end here I have some points and basically it's I was started one therapy and it really helped me because it made me a it gave me tools to how to work with anxiety and how to like deal with my anxiety mm-hmm. b um like I find it really hard to meditate like I do find it hard but it does definitely help me it puts me in a better humor mm-hmm. um then my next point is that I talk about it all the time to anybody who will listen I talk to my parents, I talk to you, I talk to my sisters, I talk to my brother, I talk to literally anybody. When I'm having a bad day, whoever is there, I'll talk. And I'm so privileged and so lucky that I have so many ears to listen to me. But that's, you have to talk about it. Yeah. You have to get it off your chest. And I think that's like a huge part of it. But yeah, yeah like therapy, doing something for your mind, um, to, whether it be meditating or working out is huge. Yeah. Like anything that boosts your serotonin levels and gets gets them up get outside get fresh air yeah even like going outside no matter where you live and seeing how big the world is Mm -hmm. and how small you are is like that can really ground you and bring you back and it it makes you feel like jesus like what i'm worrying about is not actually yeah that big but just on the point that you said about uh, talking to everyone around you and i said this to you before like uh because you were kind of upset that you were telling you it was around the time your sister's wedding and you were saying like I'm like making this all about me mm-hmm. and like saying that you were so lucky that you had so many people but and I told you like we're so lucky that you talk about it because yeah. so many people don't and then their family and friends are thinking oh if she had only told me and blah 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 but like we, you tell us and we if we can't help we tell you go and talk to someone yeah. else and like everyone is there to support you and everything but it all stems back to you telling us that's yeah. the first and it, it is though and it's so scary I think it's so scary because when I think something in my head I know myself that it's irrational like I know what I'm saying to you and what I'm worried about like a rational person wouldn't think like this so it's scary because A you feel like you're going to judge it and B because when you say it out loud you, you think you sound crazy Yeah. but 
it that's not the case no. people who love you and want to be there for you don't they don't care about any of that they just want to see you get better yeah and i think that the thing for me was is that like i had to realize that i'm not just going to get better on its own like it was literally taking over my life i was so sad i was so you low. were a different person i was i was it was honestly the, lo- the lowest point in my life i just felt like i what was i doing here yeah and i don't mean that in like a terror like a bad sense but like i just kind of felt like i'm just letting myself waste away here and it's just really sad yeah like you completely lost your whole purpose and yeah and i was just like and well, I you lost, didn't like, realize what was you didn't realize you were anxious for a long time and no. you didn't realize what was going on i just thought i used to cry a lot and i remember talking to my sister one day and i was crying on the phone and she was like this isn't normal Roshi. and she's like this and she was really worried about me she rang my parents actually and she was crying to them and she was like we have to get her help like yeah and that was i wouldn't have got help only for that like which is i'm really really lucky and i got then i got therapy like they all helped me get therapy but like i'm so lucky that that was my like yeah no you had someone to talk to and they yeah you have a close such a close family and and close friends and everything whereas a lot of people don't a lot of people and a lot of people do but feel like they can't say anything and then it's too late and that's the thing about it is like that there's so many outlets like you can do online therapy now oh my god like like it's so accessible now and everyone should be doing therapy i don't do it myself but I really want to. Like, yeah. I just think, even if you think you've nothing to talk about or you have yeah, no problems, like, everyone has everyone problems. benefits from it, though. But, like, everyone should be going to therapy because it just helps you see, especially in, like, just little situations where you're just, say, if you're having a fight with someone and you think you're so right, like, a therapist can be like, okay, well, let's see, like, a, from every point of view. Yeah. And it, They're it's, completely unbiased. And it's unthreatening. And yeah. it's just so nice. But... Yeah, that's kind of all I had to talk about today. I did want to kind of touch on it like that, like we obviously both suffer from different types of anxiety. Yeah. And like how different it is and that, you know, you're never alone in it, that there's so much help out there. So normal. And like for me, this time last year, I was a different person. Mm-hmm. I was just a shell of a human. I I really, really lost who I was. Yeah. And now I'm slowly finding that girl again. And it's just like, I'm really proud of myself and I'm like, yeah, just wanted to like share a little journey of it. I know, and I'm so proud of you as well. Thank you. Without getting emotional <laughs> on our podcast. We're all going to have to go home now. <laughs> okay. That was a right. great topic. Okay, so that brings us on to our review of the week. So we had a different review of the week in mind, but we actually went to the cinema last night, me and Roisin and the girls, and we said we'd, we'd discuss that while it's fresh yeah fresh in the head no bullet points needed yeah we haven't went to the cinema in a while there's been not and on and let me tell you guys there's still not and on we went to see is it uncharted or uncharted 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 okay so it was as is it sci-fi i don't know <laughs> completely off the rails if you ask me i don't think it's sci-fi because there's nothing like there's no science fiction about it there's no there is no science it's fiction all fiction it. by the way it's so it's action it's an action slash adventure it's made up bullshit uncharted uncharted yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so the two main characters mark Wahlberg, love stan major fan of uh, mark Wahlberg, and tom holland tom holland aka huge dweeb so being yeah. amy amy hates tom holland i love tom holland and I wanted to go because he was in it. And Amy was like, oh, I hate him, but Mark Wahlberg is in it. Yeah. Now, now Tom looked great last night, he I'll did, tell you that. He did look great. And he's very good at getting very buff in fairness to him. But I'm not interested. 
And I'm still not. I, Tom, I have no time for your tomfoolery. No, literally. Um, but can you talk about the film a bit, Ro? Because I'm just... So basically, <clears throat> Tom and Mark are looking for this treasure that was basically left years ago. Hidden. Mm-hmm. Hidden years ago. And basically, without giving too much away, they were just trying to find this treasure. So it's kind of a bit like... It's, I said it last night. It's Indiana Jones meets yes. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, very, very, Bullshit. Very Amy, no. Two bullshit films. I would be interested in that kind of stuff. Amy, not so much. No. And guys, I love action adventure. I love... I love sci-fi. I know we said it wasn't that. But like, this was just off the wall stupid. No. <laughs> like it got like an hour in and I was like this needed to be over an hour ago like it was so bad I will say I wanted to give it a zero but I can't no, you know what I think so I, I, I give you a one <laughs> <laughs> no rushing the part where they were falling out of the plane so I will say that I really enjoyed it but there was some parts in it that like you're like damn oh, come on trash they tried to be no. funny here and there and even Mark was giving me this at, at sorry I was I went so me and Amy and our two friends went and I was bursting my whole laughing at some things and the girls but were she just was like, laughing her head off but I thought you were laughing ironically like I no, thought you I were like this is so bad no I thought it was really funny and I so then I'd be laughing but I, I was laughing at how absolute trash it was no and I loved it so basically you follow God, Tom and he teams up with Mark and they're going to go ahead and find this treasure and they're oh god I'm falling asleep just reliving and it. so basically Tom's brother um they had been separated they were in an orphanage and he was once and then he found out that his brother had died looking for this treasure so then it was his dream to go and find this treasure for his brother and it's so cringe no it's not it's lovely that he's going to do that for his brother anyway him and Mark team up but then they end eventually team up with this other girl and there's a lot of backstabbing and no one trusts each other and they're just trying to get this treasure and now, like it's twist some, after twist after twist some scenes were literally like I was looking at the PlayStation. It was so weird. Did you find that? <laughs> no. Like when they were coming down off the plane, they were like walking really slow, but it was yeah. literally Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, or like it was whatever way the stunts were done. Oh or my god! But I kind of feel like that. See, I love all that kind of shit, and I love. But I will say it was a bit drawn out. Like there was some things where like they nearly found the treasure and then something happened, and they nearly found the treasure again and then something else happened. Like I, there was a too much of that going on. Like they could have just cut through the points a little bit quicker. Yeah. But all in all now, I, I I can't say I hate it. Okay, so what are you giving it out of 10? So Uncharted, I'm going to give it, I'll definitely give it a 7 anyway. You would? I would give it a 7, yeah. Like, it's not the best film I've ever seen, but I definitely enjoyed it. Are you hoping for a part two? What, so that's where I was kind of going, yeah. So it does leave it open for a second one, and if the second God, one... I hope the budget's cut. <laughs> no. <laughs> if they do go second one, I, I I won't be like you know muscling up. I won't be going to see it with you. As I said, I'm I want to give it up. a zero, but I'll give it a one. Really, a, a one. one, a one. Roisin, Eight. I can't tell you. I wasted time. I wasted money. <laughs> I was so tired. Okay, okay, it okay. Was, no, only ha- for the snacks that I brought myself. <laughs> it was, and the guy beside me was smothering. With a cold. Oh God, God. And do you know what I was rushing? He kept like putting his popcorn down between his two feet and eating it like this. And I was like, just pick it up. Why is he not picking a pig trough? Like, and he brought it? a two litre bottle of water, but it was like the water bottle, but it was filled with like my waddy. Oh, I hate ick, that. Ick, ick, no, ick. And he was with a girl. And I was like, I'm actually 
I can't get a date to save my own life. And, and you're bringing my body into the with a two-liter bottle of my body. And you just know, if you looked over, he was going to take out a flip-up Nokia. Like, oh, just what he was texting his man halfway through, be home soon. Like, it was honestly, or she oh was out in the God, car park. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Now, now, I would give it a six out of ten after hearing that story, but Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg and Tom have nothing got to do with that, my wadi, so I'm going to stick with a seven. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But, no, I love the cinema, but that really killed me. I'm unfortunately we're gonna to have to agree to disagree on this one. So I will be going alone on the podcast from here on out. <laughs> yeah, we're breaking. Because Rosine obviously has no taste. <laughs> yeah. She's got COVID. <laughs> unfortunately, I've got COVID of the eyes. Um. Well, we'll see you not back for the next one. Hopefully, we'll agree on the next one. See, see you for Uncharted too. <laughs> <laughs> so next up we have Agony Ant. Woo! This is my favorite one. Yeah, I love Agony Ant because. We get to tell people, um, like advice to give give people advice that we'd never take ourselves, and that things about we know nothing about. Yeah, and like bear in mind, we're both single ladies. We're not in a relationship, so I it's my one here. I met <laughs> hey, this Roshin here. <laughs> it's Roshin here. Okay, so this one here is, I met my boyfriend's mom for the first time last week. She was really rude to me the entire time, and when I tried to talk about it, um, so this is a girl who wrote it in. Sorry. So when I tried to talk about it to my boyfriend, he got angry at me and said I shouldn't give out about his mum. We've been together for a year and everything else is great. I think it could be fine um, with his mum being rude to me, but I just wish you understood like, and I could talk to him about it. What should I do? Mama's boy. Yeah, mama's boy. Get with a lad whose mother is either dead or who doesn't talk to. <laughs> but also, I don't like boys who do disrespect their mothers because then they disrespect women, so... So I have a don't get points, points on it. <laughs> just turn it I think we should all just turn gay. Yeah, tell us your points, Roshan, because I have to digest. Um, okay. The, the question. So I have a couple of points here. Now, some of them are contradicting my own self, but we'll, oh, talk, we'll talk about the end. Love yeah. that. So I understand this would be very, very annoying. Can and I just hurtful. summarize the question for myself? Yes. Sorry to cut you across. No, okay. The mother was rude to her after first meeting her. She asked, said to the boyfriend in private, your mother was rude to me and he mm-hmm. said don't talk about my mom yeah and she said the girl now said that she could get over the mom being rude to her that's fine but she just really wished the boyfriend understood where she was coming from because it's really hurtful oh she can get over the mother being rude to her well she said because um, if she doesn't care about the mother being rude to her just like she leave. said I think it could be fine with the mom being rude to me but I just wish you understood like so she's he's, she's willing to look past the mom being rude like obviously ideal if the mother wasn't rude mm. but like she's like I just wished you understood like where I was coming from on this okay so I said, understandably very annoying and it can be hurtful, but the mum could just be a standoffish person and this might be like a cold person. So I understand this because I'm such a, like an empath or I suppose, I don't know if empath is the right word, but like if I met someone and they were really cold and standoffish to me, I'd think about it for weeks. Mm-hmm. I would pick up on something like that and I'd be like, oh my God, they absolutely hate me. When in reality, they could be A, having a bad day or B, just like that yeah so it couldn't anything might not even be anything about you and then i also said your boyfriend should know this is coming from a bad place and maybe try to talk to him again like if he's your boyfriend you should be able to have like a conversation and sit down and talk about this like you shouldn't be like so defensive about the mom yeah and then i said um the mom was really wrong to make you feel like that but again like does it really matter if she likes you like if it's only if dating a year and she's only meeting the mom now Mm. like they're hardly that close than the mom and son like maybe yeah. not I don't know I 
think like just the man being nice to you and easy going makes things a lot easier it does um i just think he sounds like a little mommy's boy and like he needs to, like, was he there when she was rude? If he Presumably, was there yeah. when she was rude to her and didn't cut the mother off at that stage, he's not going to forget it. Yeah, like, just forget it because, at, like, there's going to be so many. Like, imagine, like, getting married or if there's any kind of, like, thing that will involve the mother having an opinion and ye different opinions, he's going to stick up for his mother. But then again, I'm coming back at the point where he might not see anything of it because that's maybe what the mother's like. And he might well he, then if you he, can't see that someone's rude that's that that's the because what well. if you're out in the pub and a man speaks to you like that and then he's like oh no he wasn't being rude and you're like can you like defend me here yeah and he's not saying anything and he's not like being rude like he, he thinks he's not being and rude. i'm completely like you have to respect your mother and you know she raised you or whatever but mm. if she's a rude woman like you don't need to be defending her like, like uh, if that was me like and i knew like, obviously my mom wouldn't but like if i knew my mom has been rude to someone i'd be really embarrassed i'd be so I'd embarrassed be mortified. and i'd say it in front of everyone too my mother what are you at like, yeah like where are you been rude and if he knows she's like that when she when the girlfriend brought it up he would have been like he could have been like yeah oh, mam, sorry, that's like, mammy sorry like or whatever but he was like don't talk about my mom like, like no, that like a had like no idea or b just been like oh like protective over because you know she's a cunt i would say girl fucking forget it because I, yeah. that's the start of it that is just the start. imagine if you have kids with him and like if he doesn't have your back now and he can't speak up no I'd say try talk about it again maybe and then if still no well then girl you need to reconsider your life and yeah like it depends was the mother rude what did she say like like is there something he needs to say to her like we don't know the context of it but I would just say if you've told him it's made you feel uncomfortable that she's rude to you you don't like it and he had that reaction he ain't shit sis he ain't shit sis Let's say it louder. He. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I hope that answers your question. Sorry about that. And if you were me taking that advice, you you still wouldn't break up with him anyway. So, like, do you know? (laughs) Yeah, just let you know if you said that to us, I'd tell you to fuck off. Go about your business. Best of luck, man. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so my question, well, not mine, mine on behalf of. (laughs) The question I wrote in for myself here. (laughs) Well, it's clearly not me because it starts with my partner. My partner never initiates sex. However, he argues with me if we don't have sex. This first frustrates me. Please send help. <laughs> what does she want to do? Like be ready, be ready and waiting all the time? Just like I honestly thought, am I the partner? Because this is me, and let me tell you, I want to have sex, but I will not initiate initiate it. I yeah, and not? I'm just so I don't know if it's the Catholic guilt or the fear of rejection but i'm like you know if you like start kissing someone and then like they're like oh i'm not in the mood or like yeah, or they don't do it the or they just kind of it. like kiss you back and then that's it and then you're like oh my god cringe like i just can't okay but then if you're like right i'll drop you home and we haven't had sex i'm bold so what i'm texting do you not think i can have sex with anyone i want do you not think i'm good looking i'm after wearing a matching brand like look. like but so i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna have to pa- i'm gonna have to pass it to you while i think um, I would just if like if obviously said my partner, I would say like, hey, like I understand you want to have sex all the time, but like, but for me, for the person who's writing this in, like if that happened to me, I would feel less desirable then if if he's never like it feels like you're just having sex because I want to have sex. Like you want to have someone to make you feel like they want to have sex with you. 
Not that I just have mm. sex with you because you started it. No. Or, or <laughs> you're, you're, I'll stop you there because you're dead wrong. <laughs> no, I sympathise with the partner because they're, I'm coming from someone who's like that, they're really insecure. They want yeah. to have sex with you, but they want you to initiate it to make them feel secure. But that's not, yeah, I, I get that. But then the other person then has to be able to have a sit down conversation and be like, look. Yeah, they need to, they need to talk to me about it. Yeah, but like, look, I understand that like you might feel like this, but like, I don't see it like that. Like, I think you're gorgeous. I love you. Like, I love. Like, and sometimes I want you to make me feel like that. And yeah. like, you need to initiate it Because as well. I completely understand, I appreciate that the other person's never become a place of like insecure and like it is hard and it must be like, must be very uh, like intimidating sometimes or like the fear of rejection or whatever. But you have to be able to be like, it's a two way street. I want you to make me feel good too. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to do this for you, but like you, you give out when I don't initiate it because I can't initiate it all the time. Like, I feel like it's boring not boring yeah and like, if like, i don't initiate we're never gonna have sex yeah so again a classic case of sit down <laughs> sit down a classic case of just breaking up and moving to the indies yeah because is that even a place i have no yeah. idea um anyway like, but yeah leave yeah them. just sit them down <laughs> yeah obviously break up with that your partner and come on the podcast yeah honestly jesus <laughs> we're actually going to start give people r- in a relationship advice when we're dead single we're actually going to start um uh group here like a no sex group not by choice oh my god can we just tell the podcast that i signed roshan up for first dates ireland oh my god <laughs> amy signed me up for first dates ireland and i had to do about a four page application and bear in mind she told no, me she didn't have to do a thing no, I said, you did, did i did a lovely application for her she, bear in mind she told me after the application was in she goes oh by the way she didn't even tell me actually sorry she <laughs> said to my friend yeah, did I tell you I signed Roshan up for first dates and i was like well you never in told me like I, I was shocked to my very core <laughs> and thank god they haven't rang me Oh, but they will. No, because I died. Have to. I, I had to put up photos of her. I had to delete all the evidence off my laptop for fear of people thinking I was in love with her. <laughs> and I am, but like not sexually. And if I was, you'd have to initiate it. <laughs> God, I'm you wrecked. Jesus. I know. Thanks for the question, guys. Yes, yeah. they're listening. But go, go, go questions. I actually really questions. enjoyed them. And as if by the time this goes out, and we do have some listeners in Mayo or Galway, do send in your questions. Oh, please send them in, guys, because you know? the, the well is running dry. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to our advice, and please never take <laughs> Love it. from your agony, auntie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the end of episode two. I think we have really fucked ourselves up by doing the pilot, then episode one, so it's technically yeah. episode three. Anyway. But you know where we're coming from. Do you yeah, know, yeah, do you know. Hopefully the sound was better this episode, guys. We really enjoyed recording on the Saturday. I feel like we have a little bit more energy. The sun is out. It's such a great yeah, day. Yeah, I do have heat stroke, but I'm delighted to be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, well, yeah. yeah, so thanks so much for listening. Um, When these do eventually come out, if you have anything you want us to talk about or anything you think we should stop talking about. <laughs> if you think we should stop the podcast in general. <laughs> forward it on to our manager. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> At gmail.com. Um, but yeah, that was we're having so much fun doing this, and it's like just a little outlet for us. I know. But thanks for listening, and buckle, buckle up, bestie.